So you're living in LA. What's like a day to, what's like an average day like for you these days? Yeah, um, I'm doing a mixed bag of stuff. I just did, um, which is cool, truthfully. Like all, I just did this big corporate job for a company. I don't know if I initially even can say that name, but whatever. I mean, basically a, a global architecture uh, real estate management company. They manage $82 billion of real estate globally. Oh, damn. Um, so they had a global conference and we photographed 180 of their top executives. Um, went out to Houston, set up a photo studio there and, um, pretty insane actually, you know, not the most sexy work you could say. Um, uh, so I did all the post-production on that and, um, and then I also could be assisting, uh, with like the Morelli brothers photographing Kylie Jenner or oh, yeah. like, you know, Time Magazine cover with Brian doing digital tech work. Uh, who was on the cover? It was the the new Lord of the Rings cast. Okay. Uh, Amazon just dropped a bunch of money to revamp that show. I'm not a big Lord of the Rings guy, yeah. but um, came in, got a day rate, did some photo work, and nice. hung out with some cool people. And that's pretty chill. Um, so photography is a pretty mixed bag. Spending some family time, took the old the old lady we call it the Mercedes, right. ninety three convertible, ripped it up here to Vermont, and uh, you know we got that. like uh, one visit a year. It seems like these. I days. know I need to I need to step that up a bit, but yeah. Um, so you've been out in L A for a while. Yeah, exactly. How long have you been out there? <sighs> well, I know it's kind of insane. Uh, I'm turning thirty four actually tomorrow. Um, so it seems like the older you get, time starts to fly a little bit faster. It does. Um, you know, 13 to 23 seems like a whole lifetime. 23 to 33 starts kicking into high gear, moving a little faster. Some good times along the way for sure, but yeah, you know, you got to remind yourself to enjoy the moment. I feel like uh, this is Williston week. So we had Provost on last week and you're originally from Williston, right? Yeah, he's, he's an OG Williston guy. Um, yeah, you know, grew up originally out in Jericho, but, you know, basically childhood on, uh, from Williston, you know, skating in the driveway, uh, suburban neighborhood life, for yeah. sure, waxing curbs, uh, running around with Eric Olio, um, a couple other little knuckleheads around town. Stem. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rest in peace. Stem, yeah. another Williston local, for sure. We had uh, Woodsy on, and he was talking about just people who worked at Talent through the years, and obviously you came up. Yeah, I had my moment at Talent. Uh, Skate of course, coach. skating there and working there a bit. Uh, scoached it for years, for sure. Hannah Dean picking me up in the little Volkswagen Golf yeah. with a nice coffee, get the day started. Hell yeah. Um, working my, my way to a, a yearly pass at Talent was kind of my gig, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, worked out. No doubt. So, you know, we could talk about whatever, but I guess primarily we shoot the shit about skating. So how yeah. long have you actually been skating for? Um, you know, I, I got my first board 
This is a bit of an embarrassment. I was a little kid on rollerblades, total dweeb, and I was down at the Burlington Park. It was actually my birthday. Um, I should know that year, but I got it was a fibro demo going on. Okay. I believe Chris Pastris involved, and I got I got my first board. Oh. At the waterfront, <laughs> at a fibro demo. So the Pastris one would have probably been the stereo demo. I think he was involved, but before wasn't he uh had involvement before stereo no I, i'm getting my timeline yeah if he was here, here if it was chris it was probably stereo or if it was fiber whatever some other dudes but anyway what, what no it, my first board was a five it was around, definitely a five around what year was that i mean i'm born in 88 i was probably turning maybe 12 years old it was probably my 12th birthday okay so we're talking um, old waterfront park old waterfront park yeah you know screws and nails practically popping out of that thing yeah uh, that park was dope though shout out to dave for you know his crafty you know handiwork out there but the yeah. thing you know seeing some vermont weather and uh yeah you know i miss that park that little had you. the best ground and just oh, yeah, yeah i mean everything sucked but it was it was nostalgic. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that rolling angle, Kyle Burrows, the back five zero, the flattened down, mm-hmm. always stands out to me. Yeah, some piece of time. Shit. Yeah, exactly. You had a chicken piece of time, didn't you? That was like a defining moment for me <laughs> as a young buck. Uh, you guys had that house. I forget the street, oh, but I had the nolly back heel over, over the flat. talent flat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was young buck really getting after it those days, for sure. Yep, that Clark Street house was dope, because it was, like, myself, Burroughs, Greg Fox, and um, and Luke Sullivan. Yeah, I mean, that was... Because you guys, you know, you were a little bit older than me. Um, you know, not by much, but when you're, yeah. you're a bit younger, those years really start to stack up. Yeah, yeah. And I think my parents were always a little more... I was already just getting into a little small mischievous trouble, and they were just trying to keep an eye on me. And it was like... I felt like, uh, you know, I started to grow up a little bit more and get out of the house more. And um, I remember just that defining moment of doing that nolly back heel and watching the tape back on, like, the... I don't even know what you guys were editing on back then. Just, like, one of the first Macs probably ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. you know, mini DV tapes for days. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah. that was probably like 2003. Yeah, 2003, 2004 for sure. Damn, so you got good quick. Uh, <laughs> I was doing it. I spent a lot of time at Talent for yeah. sure. And then at a certain point, you took up the whole f- photography gig. Yeah, I mean, truthfully, in high school, I didn't know what I was doing. They built that Heinsberg Park probably mm-hmm. when I was about a sophomore or so in high school. Mm-hmm. And so I was totally pulling the ditch class and go skate and like, let's learn how to kickflip front board this rail. Let's learn how to nollie heel this bump. Let's do, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that was my, my main focus during those years for sure. Um, I remember to the point where my dad was like, trying to not pick me up you know this is the day days before uber mm-hmm. middle of nowhere heinsberg like practically trying to skateboard home my mom's like what the fuck is going on <laughs> like, what is your dad told you come pick me up yeah. and um yeah me and eric olio were in high school were definitely uh you know two peas in a pod doing our thing um ripping over to heinsberg park skate life um but yeah so Let's think. Yeah, Heinsberg, you know, training ground, talent opens up, um, just 
spending so much time there, working there a bit. Um, yeah, what, at what point did you get into the whole photography side of things? Because, I mean, truthfully, like, not to cut you off there, but truthfully, it really started, like, in the driveway in Williston uh, with the, the giant uh, VHS camera and just trying to film us, just, like, see what it looked like. You know, we had, like, a little ride-on rail. Like, we're starting to wax the curve. You know, you're learning how to kickflip. Like, let's just literally see what this looks like. I remember we were legit duct taping the VHS camera to a little RC car. Like, just on some, like, you know, brain farm uh, film tactics before before this shit ever existed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good time. So just early on, just tinkering around in the driveway, trying to figure out, you know, literally how do you work this thing. Um, and then in high school, started dabbling around. Um, just doing little basic edits, you know, I was really gung-ho skateboarding myself at that point to where it was like, I'm just trying to edit myself a sponsor me tape, um, was, was the main focus. I hadn't really put together a video with guys or anything like that. Yeah. Um, didn't you go out to Minnesota or something? Were you? Yeah. So like in high school, I truly, I didn't know what I was doing. I was skipping class, going out to Heinsberg park, um, uh, smoking a bunch of weed, just. Nothing too outrageous, just being a little shit. Still you know? a teenager. Still. Yeah, exactly. And um, and so, you know, was messing around with the AV department in, in high school. I remember I actually had rented out a camera and went up to Montreal with it. Me and Eric Olio ended up getting the thing stolen at Peace Park. Oh, shit. So our, our entire day of footage uh, was, was a goner. Peace Park gets seedy, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it's still home to its <laughs> name to this day. Yeah. Um, but so you know, seeing this dude who has had no legs somehow had this like motorized wheelchair, and he was fighting with this other chick who like could barely stand, and they were like swinging knives and clubs. They're <laughs> we like sixteen. Like, yeah, getting a little uh, into the city life. What the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, we could could kind of hold my own. I remember I loved the uh, the Dave Abar part piece of time with all the tricks off the edge. You know, he uh, he held that place down. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, I went up there, got that camera stolen. Like stolen, like someone fucking stolen. We were getting ready to leave, and I had it sat down here next to me, and we're kind of putting our stuff away. I mean, someone literally swiped it from from right next to me. You know how that place just is. I mean, go. yeah. I mean, I'm just sheltered you know suburban kid from williston here like this is my first road so the camera belonged to the school the camera belonged to the school so i had to uh, work a bunch for my dad to you know they had to pay the school back and uh so i was kind of in the (laughs) doghouse on that one um but that was like my start to really just filmmaking running around just trying to like put together sponsor me video yeah um and then truthfully first First semester senior year, I still had no clue what I was gonna do, and I took a, a just you know classic high school photography course, and it was the first time in school that I was the best in the class at something, and it just just right off the top, it it really clicked. I remember we had to do just like a basic you know portrait series, and I did some stuff with my sister, and um, and I'm really thankful for that. Like I got the chance to the very tail end of it of the darkroom days. And just whatever, you know, kind of classic cliche of like putting it through the chemicals and seeing stuff really just appear in that analog form is, is yeah, pretty that's Yeah, re- that's rewarding too because yeah. it's not like, you know, it's not like you can just write, riffle through like hundreds or whatever. It's like you actually have to commit and then you, you get to develop it yourself, not just yeah. press a button and there it is. Exactly. 
I always loved when we'd send out the the film reels because you had no clue what it, what it would be like, and then it comes you're all excited. Exactly. I feel like um, photos in general, maybe not skating, but they were they were just a lot more pure then because nowadays it's like, oh, I don't like that. Take another one. Oh, totally. this that or you're right. There's so much in. editing to it, and you know, yeah, you could edit in the darkroom back in the day, but it was just such a different vibe to do that and editing costs a lot more now you know digitally photoshop whatever new age instagram everyone's editing their images mm -hmm. and so you become super hyper critical of how you look and and you know the ability to edit things is really switched not as much out. candid rather than just capturing the moment it's like how can we digitally tweak this thing to get it just how I want yeah it to be? um but so that that was a good start to it. That first semester, senior year, like literally had no clue what I was going to do. I was obsessed with skateboarding. You know, I was nolly healing the flat at talent, smoking weed. These were my focuses. Um, kind of one day at a time. I took this photography course and it just clicked. I truly never felt I was always skimming by in high school. And so to be clearly just, you know, this coming so naturally to me at that time was just like this breath of fresh air. Something like, you enjoyed in school as opposed to being forced to do it. Yeah, and I just like, I think the way my mind works and I just wasn't quite ready to be in that traditional schooling system of just this like government learning facility of like, this is what you're going to do, yeah. sit down, do this. I'm like, I need to move, I need to skate. You know, I was just so obsessed with skateboarding that it was hard mm -hmm. for me to focus on anything. And photography helped me kind of like you know, weave into something that worked for me. Yeah, um, find a way to make it a little bit of a living or whatever. Yeah, well. like I remember we did this, uh, you know, kind of peer review on, on these portraits we had shot. And I had this shot of my sister, just classic little, like, probably on like a 85 millimeter lens, black and white, some like, you know, let it, let the focus fall off, just real sharp on the eyes. My sister's beautiful, so that helped, you know, and it's just like put together some really clean portraits and the... The entire class was kind of blown away, you know, um, and so that was a really good feeling. And so I completed that course, uh, and the teacher recommended a photography program in Massachusetts that I ended up doing after high school, um, and that was my start. It was called the uh, Hallmark Institute of Photography. Sweet. Nothing to do with the card company. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a very original name here, folks. So it was basically a ten-month tech program uh, that really you know, gets you ready for the working industry of photography. You know, we were using like these leaf digital backs at the time, which were really progressive technology, you know, these 22 megapixel, big, large format, medium format, digital sensor, um, on like a big Mamiya camera. So that was pretty exciting. They had all kinds of like, you know, pro photo gear and packs and big lighting. And, um, and so that was all really new coming from little whatever CBU doing a black and white photography course to mm -hmm. like, whoa, these are what the modern day professionals. Yeah, you're getting a taste are. of what the next level is. So that was was my first taste to all that. Met some really great people in school. Um, and then I ended up going out to Minnesota, Minneapolis with a friend of mine from school, Max Meneker. Um, he was a big snowboarder. And so we hit it off uh, at school pretty much right away. Um, you know, there's like a couple of us that skated there, Tom Sands, Max, and they had a little park out there in uh, Greenfield, Massachusetts, which actually Dave built. 
Oh, yeah. Um, which is cool. So that was our little local park out there. You don't got to go too far to find a park Woodsy built. Yeah, I think Woodsy <laughs> was holding it down on uh, on the East Coast skate parks for sure, the Northeast. Yeah. Um, so what was the deal in Minnesota? What was that all about? So I did Minnesota. I actually, after that 10-month photography program ended, Hallmark, I came back to Vermont. I was shooting some weddings. I was trying to find my... My footing. I actually ended up first starting to assist uh, Shem Bruce, oh, yeah. local photographer. Yeah, Shem's and, the man. Um, we met Shem at a, at a <clears throat> Red Bull contest down in Boston. Exactly. Yeah. That that's around that same time, um, yeah. a couple of years after. But he, uh, I just was emailing people, basically a cold call email, and uh, hey, you know, new photographer, can I assist you? Just how can I get involved? Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually had a pretty big job coming up. He was shooting for the NBA. We did a things for uh, Topps Trading Cards um, Sick. for the 2007 NBA rookie photo shoot. So the top 50 rookies, we went down to New York to their training facility. Wait. And... Uh, they had a bunch of different photographers there. There was probably 30 different photographers. That must have been a little intimidating. Yeah. It was, because <laughs> Shem was looking at me. I had just came out with a photography portfolio from school. Pretty generic book, you know, just getting started. And uh, he goes, he he had really liked some lighting I did. And he's like, let's kind of try to recreate this. And show, we show up in New York, NBA headquarters, with our little, like, Pro Photo 1200 acute pack, two heads, and a little, like, stand, you know. We're like, we're here to do the big photo shoot. And we show up and there's just like mega New York working pros who have like insane like mirror setups and guys are dunking and like all this action shots and uh, guys with like large format Polaroid shooting. Um, And we had a cool little setup. I think it was just we were we were maybe some little fish in a big pond and Shem Shem knew more than I did. But uh, you just even it was kind of funny. One of those moments where you show up and just like. From a kind of equipment standpoint, we were rolling in pretty light. You were feeling inadequate. It was like, you know, I think we probably could have uh, adjusted the NBA budget. to. That's kind of cool, though. You know, you just show up with the bare minimum. Just It was funny. These guys had like a full-on grip truck, you know, all kinds of stands, any piece of uh, equipment you could ever need. And I remember we kind of borrowed like two little C-stands from them. They were just kind of like, I guess, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, losers <laughs> but uh, we got some really great imagery honestly Shem did a great job and um, that was that was cool that first summer to really go you know fly to New York and do this paid job I remember I got a check from the NBA written out to my name and uh, you know that was one of my first assisting gigs I had ever done so that that you know still holds up to this day yeah, you'll never forget you'll never forget your first official check for something that is like your yeah. passion that you get paid for 100 percent. well honestly going back a couple of years or that same summer actually i was working for the uh williston observer and i would shoot some little stories for them they would pay me 25 bucks a photo sweet and i'd go out so i was making the big bucks right yeah. and uh <laughs> me and cookie actually I shot a back Smith photo of him at the Williston skate park at sunset. That actually was the cover of that little Williston oh, observer. Sweet. So first summer out of photo school was shooting covers, covers. baby. Even if it's just for the little local <laughs> covers, baby, <laughs> not, not even the Burlington free press, but the Williston observer. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. That's um, what's up. And so when you, after you go out to Minnesota, how long did you stay out there? So I go out to Minnesota. I was actually only there a year, but it was okay. a good start because I had done the thing with Shem. I had gotten some assisting, you know, little fish in a big pond. So I go out to, to Minnesota, which had a lot of working photographers. Um, 
It's a, maybe a little more low key than like a New York or an LA. Yeah. And um, Target headquarters is there, so there's a lot of guys working doing like Target product photography. Mm-hmm. So I ended up a same thing. Uh, just cold called a bunch of people. Was like eager new young kid in town just kind of like can i come by and work for you yeah. and uh so it worked for a good handful of guys out there um and got my footing and just you know was paying pretty cheap rent back then and just getting by doing the assisting did some weddings as well you're still um, skating this whole time yeah still skating little uh that's when i got to know guys like tom Rohr and uh cj tambo um shout out to r.i.p og yeah. right there I'm, i'll never forget that i was skating down nicolette and he he was he was like a prep cook or washing dishes or something at a really nice restaurant right there downtown i did this nollie flip i was wearing these like bright blue nike dunks and he's like just like ow, like did some call out or something i'm like who is this kid i got talking it was like the first you know week or two i was there yeah and so started chatting him up and uh you know because minnesota you know minneapolis has a skate scene but still low-key you yeah. know and like you see some random face you haven't seen before doing a nollie flip cruising by downtown you're gonna be like who is this kid yeah <laughs> similar to out here at least back at least back in the day these but, days um, i feel like there's quite a few more kids skating but yeah but yeah so we'd skate third layer a lot was big uh that little elliot park was right down the street from us we lived right in downtown um and then at one point woodsy and uh jordan and cookie um who else was with them they all came and stayed with us oliver was oliver there for that yeah I think so yeah because Woodsy talked about this on his episode because there was a couple years they went i don't know if oliver was there that year colin was there for sure yeah um and they all came and stayed and we did that i'm spacing on the top name of shop. top shop thank you yeah and so we did i totally fumbled that run i i skated in it and uh well i think i was like first to go that saturday morning or whatever and Everyone else skated great, and I think if I had just managed to put together four tricks in a line. I can relate to the skating first, because I was the first one to skate at Tampa Pro in yeah, the yeah, industry exactly. contest. Just I like, think we weaseled through with, like, fifth place or something. We got yeah. a cool little, like, one of those mini war trophies. Oh, yeah. Um, but that was cool. So all those guys came out, and then that was right around the time Cookie was getting connected with Paul Wilson out in California, who was doing silent skateboards. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cookie on a whim just sent his footage out to him and was yeah, like, like MySpace or something. Yeah, MySpace <laughs> it like looking for boards, just seeing what he can do, you know, whatever, putting it out there, and um, and so he gets connected with him and whatever, you know. Long story short, they Cookie's basically like, you know, we need to uh, shoot some photo. We need someone to help us with photography, mm-hmm. and it was just uh, it was kind of good timing of events. I. I was kind of over my living situation there in Minneapolis, needed a change. Our lease was coming up on an end on that first year. And uh, and this guy, Paul Wilson, who I hadn't even met yet, was like, we're going to get this house for the skaters. Um, in L.A. In L.A. And, and Cookie and jo- Jordan at this point had gotten really involved. Jordan's mom was really uh, kind of like the backbone of helping us with all this stuff. And uh, I know Paul flew them out for a contest and, and got connected with people and... This was just some little tiny brand he was doing with his son, basically as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And so I think he was almost like blown away that these guys from across the country were hitting him up, who were like really skilled skateboarders, were like, "Hey, we want to ride for but brand." Still young, and and he's like, yeah. you know, this is really cool. Maybe these guys could help us uh, take this thing kind of to the next level. Yeah, so um, you kind of became like the TM, right? At a certain point. Yeah, I basically, you know, 
right place, right time, had just finished photography school, went to Minneapolis, was assisting for a year. Those guys come out. Um, we're doing contests. I'm still skating, of course. And um, I guess just wasn't pursuing any kind of career in, in skateboarding, really. Like I was trying to keep my options open of just the world of photography. And this thing kind of fell in my lap of like, damn, this is going to be, this is a really great opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a good excuse to move to LA and, uh, you know, try to just continue balancing other photo projects and climbing that ladder and be able to do skating. Yep. I remember um, going to like, you know, we'd go certain spots and I'd be like, oh, who's this dude? I'm like, oh, we're doing six back tail, big flip. That's, that's our photographer. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you, this was kind of a part of the problem because I was, I was young enough whatever i think i like i turned 21 at that la crescenta house yeah um we had this cool house up on the hill in la crescenta and we didn't know anyone truthfully so it's and we didn't know la as an area and paul helped us get this place and uh we're living way out in la crescenta which was really cool it's just kind of random truthfully. yeah who was living there at the time it was uh me me and jordan were the first people out there um and he had a girlfriend living with us, Sammy Joe, <laughs> which, you know, yeah. this is kind of interesting, truthfully. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, it was me, Jordan, Sammy Joe was living there, uh, Anthony Grant, and then Tom Rohr was there, and, uh, and Cookie would come out and stay, and Buckman would come, and Tom, you know, Tom was there by that time, and, um, and so we were just kind of winging it, truthfully. Like, I, this was right around, you know, Instagram wasn't even a thing yet. No. YouTube was just starting to become a thing. I mean, YouTube was a thing. It just wasn't the wasn't, beast it wasn't is popping, today. Yeah. Um, and so, like, we were getting some traction on our YouTube channel, and we'd put out uh, weekly videos, and, um, and it's wild, like, nowadays, just how easily accessible that stuff is. Oh, just, yeah. like, go to the park, film a couple clips, like keep keep that feed going and and there's way more of it now but just to be you know and i'm not trying to like whatever make excuses here or something you know what i mean but like sound too washed up but um it's cool to see how much stuff has changed and it, it was a learning curve you know what i mean like i was young enough and i was just really kind of trying to be this team manager slash photographer slash coordinate with the the graphic designers organized yeah. trips you know, well, I remember I was living with Chili at the time, and you guys needed some graphics. And exactly. I was like, I was like, why the hell don't you have Chili doing? And he did that whole run of like. Pete Chills did the best uh, set of boards for us. I love yeah. those. The Cookie Monster, um, that yeah. whole lineup was unbelievable. If we can track down some images, we can yeah, flash those can. up right about now. That would be great. Insert images. <laughs> that, that Cookie Monster, boom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that board went, and people were hyped on those. Um, it's funny because I had bought the whole set off, you know, uh -huh. or whatever, and I was like, yeah, I'm keeping these, and then like, little by little, they would just disappear, and I now, know, and now I, I think I have one of them left. <laughs> Truthfully, I've been so bad about keeping boards over the years. Oh, every You go to Jordan's house, he's got like every board, and he's got a bunch of like friends signed boards, and he's been really good about keeping I got a stack, but nothing, nothing even close to what I probably should at this uh -huh. point. But yeah, that was um, a sick time. But yeah, so around that time, let me think. Um, it was tough because it's it's interesting. It's one of those things where you're like, you know, don't dread the past or overthink the future too much. But it's one of those like, oh, I, if I could redo it, you know, I think it, amazing times. And 
Yeah, I'm, we did I'm that. So, we did that Northeast tour. I'm so thankful for what it was, but I feel like if I had been a little more structured in business or we had put some people in place, it was just a little bit of a free-for-all. Yeah, because like no one ever was pro for Silent Our budgeting anything, right? was a little all over the place. Like, I was managing, you know, all the marketing stuff. I was just kind of a one-man band, truthfully, mm-hmm. like, of trying to do the photography, design the ads, work with the graphic designers, uh, you know, be team manager for the trips, and it was just... Not a ton of help besides And plus, skating. I was 21. I had never run a business. I didn't know what I was doing. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to skate, yeah. truthfully. So, like... I was having a blast. We'd go on trips and I'm lugging around my bag and shooting photos. And like, you know, when all said and done, it's like, cool. Now, like Buckman, I'm getting a clip as well. Like, let's do this. Like, that was still my main focus. Yeah, that that, uh, three-week tour when we all piled in the van and went all over the Northeast, that was amazing. Yeah, that was one for the We had the squad, so it was like Colin, Cody. Angel's in there, the big dog. Yeah, uh, Pat Romney. Romney, for sure. Cookie, Jordan, you, me. Buckman. Cue a link up to that video. Yeah, Tom Roar. <laughs> yeah, we we'll definitely have to put a link for that. That's kind of the parent friendly version. I know we had like, uh, you know, the guys were getting connected with Mountain Dew and Doug Clark. And yeah. uh, we had a little help from those guys and they had kind of sponsored the trip a bit. Because yeah. we did some demos. Yeah, um, there's like a few demos and then what we went to like seven or eight cities probably. Exactly, like, exactly. We were, you know, we were in, Vermont, Boston. So we, we honestly, like, Buckman did a great Philly. job putting that video together. Uh, it showcases the kind of, like, PG-friendly version of yeah. the trip. Yeah. Some good skating. Um, yeah, well, that was what, my favorite thing about that tour. It's like, we were definitely skating, and we were getting it all day, but there was there was no lack of getting after it at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were having some fun. <laughs> Going to the clubs in, like, Philly. and. I know you got stirred up into a little bit of some shenanigans on that trip oh i went to jail in in brooklyn had a brief jail stint we were or was it the bronx wasn't it like the bronx public pool or something it was in brooklyn right outside of marcy projects okay yeah and we were buckman was trying to get us into that like abandoned water park spot yeah. And lo and behold, this is a pretty active corner we happen to be on. <laughs> and I think Colin could have been in, in your place, if not, yeah, had, I, I like, t- passed a little spliff over I to you. I took it on the chin, so I thought I was more equipped to deal with the yeah, New York yeah. City jail system than Colin probably <laughs> was. So That all happened so quick. It was, yeah, I just remember the, like, the fucking undercovers were just like in they some, swooped in quick oh they were like they were on it like yeah. we were not the first fly caught in their web yeah that was pretty wild <laughs> the next thing I, and like I had I had like a quarter of weed we had just bought from some chick at like a bodega or some shit <laughs> I don't even know and was, I was like oh yeah and they were just like no gave you guys my phone and I was just off to jail yeah I think about like maybe eight hours or so later we were able to loop you out of there um, yeah yeah, while well, I was walking around in the projects, and I remember I just had, like, a bright red shirt, and now they're all just like, you're an idiot, this is a straight crip neighborhood, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Kid? Yeah, we, I think we had, like, a Heineken and a spliff waiting for you, and yep. we continued the madness. You guys picked me up right outside that store in Brooklyn where, like, the famous Biggie uh, video is of him, like, okay, rapping yeah, yeah. outside. That's where I eventually went, and luckily, Cookie, I had his number memorized, because, like, I didn't have a phone or anything, so I went in that store, and they're just like, dude... You, you're an idiot like what are you doing here i'm like please let me use the phone <laughs> that's how that worked you happen to have cookie's number remember yeah i did cookie's number yeah okay Good yeah call. and then you guys came and scooped me up uh, yeah that was a hell of a trip they were really skating was. love park like before 
rest in peace love park but like, yeah i feel like that was kind of after the prime of love park yeah it was uh, but we were there like before they tore it yeah yeah it was when they had put in those um like planters kind of underneath some of the ledges mm -hmm. it was still going but it wasn't quite the uh the original i think we only really skated it at night right we did yeah 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 um that was a sick trip it was yeah a lot of good footage came out of that trip yeah and good times truthfully too like running around skating like uh they had that party at the house of ann's and oh yeah i forgot fun. about that um Awesome, they actually, on that trip, there was like a Baker Deathwish summer tour video that premiered. Do you remember that? And it was at, um, why am I spacing in that shop that was in Brooklyn? KCDC. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They premiered it there and Antoine was like, this is like Antoine full force. I don't know if I Being a madman. I wonder if that's... Yeah, yeah, that happened that trip oh, for weird. sure. Uh yeah, <laughs> our story stories get you know bundled away into and compartmentalized in yeah. different ways, but yeah, no good time. Stem came and met up with us in New York yeah. for a week or something when we were out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, those were good times. So, kind of as the silent thing, you know, died down or whatever. Buckman ended up basically taking the footage of what was going to be the silent video and sort of making the Dude, cut and dry video, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, that was a little bit of a hot mess how that all came together, you know. There was this period of time where it was like, what what's really going on with this thing? It's kind of limbo. It was in limbo, you know. There, there needed to be more structure with it, a business plan. We needed someone in there who maybe had some prior experience of yeah. managing a brand or... You know, truth be told, it's, yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. I was out there hustling shops and doing it on a super local level. And we, we had some traction and it was fun. Um, but I think to really get it to that next level, we needed to It was a good launching pad, out. though, for a lot, of, a lot totally. of people's careers, you know. Yeah, and so that's actually wild. You know, all that footage, Buckman, we had over the years been working on this video and been doing those kind of weekly YouTube edits, which were, were pretty cool. Um but, uh, but yeah, so Buckman puts all this footage together in his, you know, soon to be cut and dry video, which came out unbelievable, but packed everyone into this theater in downtown. <laughs> I flew out for And this. he's <laughs> texting me. Yeah, you were there for this. He's texting me, but he's trying to export the thing that day. Well, I came out like two weeks early and I was like, James, if you need any help with anything, you know, I've made a couple of videos at this point. He's like, no, nah, I got this. Not to like put him on blast, <laughs> but I'm like... Fuck, we couldn't export this thing maybe the day before, work out some kinks. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, the video wasn't able we to were premiere. All, we were all in downtown fucking His LA. computer crashed trying to export it, you know. I remember us, two sitting, hours I remember us the sitting in the theater, and there's like, I don't even know, a thousand people or something. And everyone, It was a full house. Everyone's like, this video is premiering tonight, and I'm just sitting there like, no, no, it ain't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sure isn't. Buckman, we love you, but that was yeah. uh, that's a pretty and, good story. And it right never there. did. Um, well, it did. It but eventually not that night. did. Yeah, a couple yeah. months later, same theater, same place, yeah. um, same crowd. Probably you know, filled the, it out again. Probably built the hype a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, he did an unbelievable job with that video. Mike Patterson, Cookie. Oh yeah. Um, Tom, you know, Angel, Tom, Colin, you know, every, everybody really doing their thing in that yeah. video. Colin's part was nasty. Um, but I remember I came out to LA and I stayed with you for like, I don't even know, a month, at least yeah, a good month. Three weeks, a month. Yeah. Cause I was, I had bought a, a one way ticket 
and we ended up staying out. We had some good times. I remember we were going to like, you know, we'd go go to Cha Cha Lounge. Oh yeah. Go watch a Tiva. You saw and, uh, stuff getting a little hectic out there in Echo Park for oh, sure. Yeah. Like yeah, I remember there was like a scrappy bar fight going on outside for oh, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. We there was there was a couple little tussles when I was like, out there. <laughs> the Gold Room, you know, definitely has has uh, seen some things. That place has changed over time. I remember you used to be able to. Uh, yeah, I'm actually uh, seven months sober, but I have oh, okay. definitely done my, my fair share of booze nice. in, in my day. What's up? You feeling good? Yeah, feeling really good. Yes, you look good. But uh, yeah, Goldrum, man. We we definitely put in some work over there. You can get a, a shot and a beer for and two tacos for four bucks. Oh, damn. And so that, <laughs> was, that was our watering hole, to say the least. That's trouble. Shot, beer, and two tacos. By, and the, then they'd by, have, by the third time, you're like, just hold the tacos. <laughs> they'd have a cigarette rat. This is unfortunately when I started smoking, too. They had this tiny little smoking room. They had a little cigarette rep that would come by and uh, promo packs for a dollar. So uh, a beer, a shot of tequila, two tacos, and a pack of cigarettes for five dollars <laughs> off Sunset in LA. Yeah. That does not exist anymore. No, fuck no. Nowadays, <laughs> fucking one cigarette's fucking five. Up the street from Dodger Stadium, too, to say the least. Yeah, uh, but there, Echo Park was like cool, but it was it was pretty sketchy. You guys had like you lived on was it called Diamond Street or something? Yeah, we had some knuckleheads for sure. Yeah, there was some there was some kind of hood. It's shit funny because we there. were like you know totally oblivious to what was really going on. I think when we first moved there. Oh yeah, straight um, gang shit. Oh, full on. Like <laughs> I remember Angel, who grew up up in Ventura, and uh, you know it's just knows more of the uh, yeah. California scene and that whole gangbanging world. They had all the trash cans tagged. And when the, he, he doggy, came the, by... The block is hot, The block is hot, I remember he saw those trash cans all tagged yeah. up and he was like, he didn't even want to be on our block. Oh, yeah, when I was with him and we went to like a little fucking whatever, donut stand or something and we were coming back and he was like... He just stopped. I'm like, what's up? He's like, Dougie, the block is hot. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, he's like, this but, is, this, these are not my people on this block. <laughs> truth be told, those dudes were such knuckleheads, but they're actually really great. We got to know them. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, Jordan's sponsored by, like, Diamond, and they're coming over to buy Diamond clothing. We'd have parties, and those guys would come over. Yeah, they love Diamond gear because you guys live in exactly, Diamond Street, right? Exactly. So yeah. Jordan's, you know, cashing in, selling them all these Diamond shirts. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, and so they started really cra- over the years whatever we lived in that house a while and over the years they started really like cracking down new laws you know to you know hone in on all the gang violence and stuff yeah. like that okay. I never actually really saw anything too crazy happen you know they would just I think when we had come in is right around when the city implemented some new laws to try to like tag like that you can't just was, be lurking around the street yeah yeah that house was like quite to a revolving door though right there was like over the years a bunch of different people lived there yeah i mean it was like i was holding down that you know the main room and then tom roar was there forever jordan was there forever jordan first moved out david uh david jaime's took his room um uh, cookie was there for years yeah your room was like you would go out that window and you'd go up right up to the to the roof or whatever that like overlooked all of la and shit that was dope I remember you had, it was sketchy. You had to stand on my, my moving computer desk and you shuffle out this little skinny window. I remember, yeah. uh, Jay Rich was out there and it's like all of about like four thirty in the morning. You know, we had been out all night and just bullshitting and we're trying to catch a little, uh, end of the night rooftop session. He's trying to get out my door and I had this glass, like an Ikea. What do you call that? He's, um, uh, 
glass that'll just shatter into a million oh, different yeah, pieces. Yeah. And he's trying to get out the window and it's 4.30 in the morning. Boom, that glass table shatters everywhere. I was finding shards of glass from that like, <laughs> six months later. Yeah. And um, I remember we called Hannah that night. Oh, we, we were on one. Oh, great. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that house saw some things. And, and you know, obviously it's, it, was a, it was a chapter of life, you know. I think the years of like when you were out there and just really doing all the silent stuff, it was it was fun. Yeah, totally. People have, you know, gone in their own different little pathways these days. Everybody's kind of finding their their way, so it's a good. Yeah, are you still skating a bit or? Yeah, of course. I'm out there all the time. I'm kind of a park rat, truthfully. I just skate the plazas and. Yeah, what parks are you hitting up or? Uh, I've been over at Chevy Chase a lot. Um, which is wild. You show up there and it's full on like Olympic training session with like Jamie Foy and Felipe and those dudes. Yeah. Um, which sometimes it's like, okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I've been skating Sheldon a lot with like Mickey Papa. Um, nice. We had some, uh, speaking of parks and Olympic training or whatever, we had some good times down in Tampa too. Oh, straight up. There's some. Ybor City getting a little crazy. Yep. Uh, we were talking to Adam's episode about when him and Justin came down for their first time a couple of years ago. That was cool to just like, you know, be kind of the yeah the, you the guys, guide. You guys rented a house and did a whole little yeah, thing. Yeah, we down stayed there. with Jordan and um, and uh, Sierra fellows. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that was a good ass time. That's awesome. But yeah, it was weird to be like the one who really knew what was up and like be showing these new kids, you know. Mm -hmm. who had, Whatever, but hadn't been yeah, Tampa's a good time. It's I've actually still never been to a Tampa Pro, but we would yeah, do, we used to go to the Am a bunch. I did the Am obviously for a good few years. Yeah. Um, that was a good time. Yep. So what? Uh, there was a certain point. Weren't you like shooting at like the Playboy Mansion and like doing some other random shit like that? I can't remember. You were like had yeah. some really funky gigs. Like I've done just... some wild stuff over the years with photography, man. Yeah. For what's sure. some of like the craziest um, shit that photography has brought you? Like that little video we did was with uh, Eli Reed. Actually, that was pretty cool, and that was through Diamond. Um, and they rented out, got us the Playboy Mansion. Uh, Buckman was directing that, and uh, so I was tagging along as camera operator. Was Hugh still around at that point? Joe Face, he was, but we we never met him there. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that that edit came out pretty cool. I don't know, like so he had some kind of designer pink suit on, and actually, like first thing in the day, he ripped the crotch on it. So we're trying to like <laughs> tape the thing together or whatever, pin it together. and uh, Seems pretty appropriate for the Playboy Mansion. It's appropriate for Playboy Mansion <laughs> and the Eli Reed move, I think. That's right up his alley. Yeah, he um, was the homie. I've known Eli for a long ass time. But yeah, photography has been an interesting journey. Um, you know, just did a uh, Time Magazine cover. with I do a lot of digital tech work as well. Um, kind of, you know, managing all the back end and bringing in like a computer and different monitors and working with clients and, uh, you know, doing like onset retouching and really making sure everything's going smoothly. Capturing their vision, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. Working with a photographer directly um, to make sure everything's running smoothly and watching a, a close eye on the monitor. And if we need lighting changes, you know, talking to our assistants and making sure everything goes smoothly. Um, yeah. So photo's always been like kind of your main bread and butter, I'd say, but like you also have done video and you made that video called Progression. <laughs> 
Yeah, I did a video called Progress. That was probably we, we premiered that here. Yeah. Um, at Janky had a nice little premiere for that. That yeah. was really cool. Had a bunch of people come out. How'd that whole um, idea come together? I, I just, I think, you know, when the digital cameras started doing video as well, there was like this different transition where it was almost, you know, years ago, it was like either you're a filmer or you're a photographer. Yeah. And I think the digital cameras, the, you know, DSLRs and the easy access to clean HD video yeah. just like helped mold that together. Um, so that was cool. I did that progress video and then I, around that time I had cut together a piece and submitted it to, uh, that cha-cha skateboard mag film fest. Oh yeah. Uh, and ended up winning that. That was really cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, you know, I put a lot of work into that, but I think I didn't expect to win it. Um, it was almost like, I don't know if that sounds bad, but like a little ego booster of like, yeah. oh fuck, I can do some some filmmaking yeah, myself here. It's just encouraging and shows you that you know. You know, I had been like, reach. I had actually never really worked on any high end, you know, big production film shoots at that time. Truthfully, mm -hmm. I'd done a lot of photo assisting and things like that, but um, I think it was just yeah, it was right around at the time, like I said, of all you know, the, becoming more easily accessible with the cameras and. Um, and I had been tagging along watching Buckman and help film Second Angles and you and just like around filming for so long, mm -hmm. but with more of a focus on still photography that to do my own project and, uh, and I was kind of just the low key filmer at that time. Like when we had the skate house going and it's like, you don't always necessarily need to go be trying to go gung ho and shoot a still photo for whatever. It's like, let's just go mess around with the camera, have some fun, yeah. get a clip. And all those clips start to add up and, you know, with some of the right editing and you put together a fun little project. Yeah. Uh, did you make that in Final Cut or was that a premiere or what? I did that in Premiere. Truthfully, I was always kind of a Premiere editor. Yeah. Uh, I can't, you know, I guess Premiere's been around for long enough that, like, in my later days of starting skate filmmaking, that's, that's what I was always on. Yeah, it took me a little bit and I'm still... I don't know a ton about Premiere. I was always more of a Final Cut guy, but it's it's kind of funny how like it's transitioned to where I feel like Final Cut was the shit. Like oh, it, was. it was the shit, and then Premiere seemingly kind of took over. I don't know what most people are using. Yeah, those days, industry but... standards like slow turning points happen over time. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, cycles of what people are using. But... So, do you have any uh, independent projects going these days, or are you mostly just? I truthfully am not really doing much uh, involved in skating. I, I love to just skate. Yeah. Um, it would be fun to do, a like, we'll just film click, clips at the park, and, like, just for fun, for Insta, like, do little edits in that regard. But, um, and which is weird because it's, it's so much more, uh, you know, with the times of, like, nowadays with reels, it's like you quick cut it up on your phone yeah you slap on a summit that day and it's online i mean night. you can do fuck premiere you just can edit it right from the phone yeah you know so um little quick turnaround fun edits and yeah. then i'm just you know skating for fun we should um, um is, is progress like on youtube or anything like that or? yeah yeah we'll get you guys the link to that and then skate house was the other one that i did that was that 2014 Skateboard Mag Film Fest winner. Uh, oh, sick. And so that was cool. I ended up winning like a $1,000 gift card to B&H Photo. Nice. And, um, What'd you buy? I ended up buying a bunch of camera stuff, actually more focused on like the video side of things. Like I got a good like fluid head tripod and just like some things I needed to film more. Um, so that led to other things. Nice. That's what's dope. Uh, I got to touch on, you know, the summer or two when we were just 
being little wild motherfuckers out on the mopeds. Yeah, dude, me and you, that was actually summer of 2012, which oh, is damn. insane. That is crazy. I made a little edit of that, and we can link that in. It's not the most exciting, but I actually made that just on a little handy cam. Oh, uh, yeah, edit. but we were just like, we'd go everywhere. We'd take them on the interstate. Like, no, ripping around <laughs> on the bike path at, like, Five in the morning, uh, going down to the beach. Uh, yeah. We we had some good ones going out to the swimming holes. And it was funny. I feel like it was just known that like, like we were pretty inseparable for that at least that one summer. So oh, yeah. we, we had a few summers that yeah. we were really ripping. Yeah, it was a good time. Someone actually stole the one that I bought off your dad. Uh, I think I told you on the way here. I recently saw it, but I was like, eh, fuck it. Yeah, I had the... Too old to be fighting over. It was pretty hideous <laughs> looking. Yours, yours was way cooler looking. Little 50cc... It was like a Yamaha. Actually OG It kind of looked like a bicycle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it was from, I don't even know, maybe the 70s or yeah, something. Yeah, it was old. It wasn't like one of those... It was like a 1973. It wasn't like one of those like Vespa corn, no, like no. corny ones. I had like, the corny 150cc but yours, Vespa. Brand yeah, yours out. ripped though. Disgusting, <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Definitely started feeling like a little bit of a hero. Just like, oh yeah, leaving the bar. I'm on a moped. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got pretty humbled a couple times, so it's probably a blessing in disguise that that thing got stolen. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Um, so yeah, let's talk about, cause obviously you grew up, you know, with Cookie as well and all that and like, how mind blowing is that just to see where that dude's fucking. I know. I mean, it's really cool to see the Vermont skate scene and the progression of that from like Cookie first sending that sponsor me tape in MySpace days, silent skateboards, Paul Wilson, boom, you get some traction on that. We have this whole house and just for him to go on and, you know, ride for element and. Jordan to do Warco and just like this stepping stones and watch people's career evolve over time mm-hmm. has been really cool. Um, you know, the Lakai days and the S days and just, it's pretty cool. It's been quite the journey for yeah. sure. Uh, you know, Jordan now riding for blind and, and Cookie's just a beast. I mean, come on, like that's goes without saying. You got to like, respect that he was pro for element and then left to go be like, uh, the wearable dudes are my friends. That's who I want to be surrounded by. It's like, it's, it's a pretty like there's not a ton of certainty when you do something like that but he's like no this is this is how I feel about it and just taking on that being like no I'm going for it you know yeah I mean it could be definitely viewed as a ballsy move I mean they you know he had a whole clothing um, line that was coming out with his name on it that he did the art for I mean they were they were making some moves I think Things were moving a little slow there, and it was... Well, it took forever for them to turn them pro. There was some lack of direction of what what's really going on with this. Um, and he... It was cool. Like, Cookie always, uh, you know, around that time, I had kind of started to drift a little further away from skating and, um, and was just doing a lot of other production work within photography and shooting that... Um, but he would always, like make it apparent to have me shoot the element ads um so that was cool that's always like an honor you know of course I'm, i want to do that yeah. um but yeah i think it's just one of those things like you got to trust your gut you know it's like oh, okay you leave this big brand to go and do this smaller thing with your friends but like sometimes the vibe just will point you in that direction and it just feels right i mean yeah. Tom runs a really clean, smooth ship over there, and I think they got a lot of like good creative flows that just work. Yeah, and, it's, like it's unique for sure. Their vibe together is so tight that 
it's like at a certain point you know you're just like this is what i need to be doing yep uh, and they're they're making a lot of traction like those guys are huge i actually just went to their new video premiere i don't think it's quite out yet maybe it's out when this comes out um but you know everything's super intertwined with cobra man and how cobra man will do a show and it's like the, always like the music and the video and just like they they have a really good flow yeah totally um well, it's cool that you've been able to like still stay skating, but you know, similar to like Sean Mesha, who I got to give props for all his hard work and on this and all the, you know, I get to do the fun part. I just sit down, shoot the shit with my buddies, but he's you know doing all the editing and he's the executive producer, so you can relate to that back end shit that a lot of people don't always see. Yeah, no, I'm here the in the work. studio. You know, you guys got uh, the lights, camera, action for sure. We got audio. We got it all going over yeah. here. So well. It- that's him. I, I show up, you know, bring my beverage and uh, some ideas to talk about. So <laughs> you're the guy for sure. I've always I've always said that that you have a very good skill of being able to bring different groups of people together. Maybe that are even just whatever skateboarding, music, art. You know, trying to like walk down Church Street with you on a summer afternoon is like this is gonna take us two hours. <laughs> yeah. Travis is gonna run into everybody he knows. Yeah, I think that's a byproduct of like I never went to the same school for two years, so yeah. like just always having to just like yeah, you know, meet new people and. But I think it, uh, I was trying to loop that around with just this. I think this is perfect for you. You know, bring on all different types of people that you know and bring them together and let them tell mm-hmm. their story. Yeah, I mean, no one else was doing it locally, and so I guess I was I was the man for the job. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So you just got into Vermont here for a few days with your lady. Um, tomorrow's a birthday. Any big plans for the? Yeah, people? I know. Turning thirty-four. Um, I'm feeling good these days. Truthfully, I'm on. I'm finally getting some clarity, you know, and you always sometimes think you have it figured out over the years or, or you think, you know, holy shit, this has hit the fan. My life has fallen apart. I'm never going to get this figured out. You know, we have these highs and these lows Mm -hmm. and, um, I've been sober for going on seven months. And so I think I'm finally... Yeah, what was the catalyst for that? Just time for a change? I'm finally having some clarity of just... I don't know, life, you know, I don't have it all figured out, but it, it feels good. It feels like a step in the right direction. Um, yeah, just, you know, uh, to a certain degree, things were a hot mess. You know, I think I had I had cooled off on the drinking and would, would uh, go spurts of weeks or, oh, you know. Actually, January of 2019 was the first time I stopped drinking for a month for uh, whatever since I had started, you know? So it's like, I think around that time, I was starting to think, like, it wouldn't hurt to cool off on this or just, like, you know, nip it in the butt and... Because whatever, just the the way I drink and the way I go about it, I'm not a just go have two beers with dinner kind of guy. It's like uh, things get... Things get stirred up. They get saucy. You might be able to start with that, and then next thing you know, two weeks later, you're, it's 5 a.m. and whatever. You know, things... Fired from another job. <laughs> one thing leads to another, and so... Cheers to the people that can manage it and uh, works for them, but I think just... Yeah, and on the flip side, cheers to the people who realize yeah. that, that they that they can't or they don't want to. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's been an interesting journey. It's it's almost one of those things like, oh, I was doing this for long enough. Let's let's give this other thing a shot and just see how it feels and see what we can get done. So yeah. So you're living in LA. What's like a day to, What's like an average day like for you these days? Yeah, um, I'm doing a mixed bag of stuff. I just did, um, which is cool. Truthfully, like all I just did this big corporate job for a company. 
I don't know if I necessarily even can say that name, but whatever. I mean, basically a, a global architecture uh, real estate management company. They manage $82 billion of real estate globally. Oh, damn. Um, so they had a global conference and we photographed 180 of their top executives. Um, went out to Houston, set up a photo studio there. And um, pretty insane, actually. You know, not the most sexy work, you could say. Uh, so I did all the post-production on that. And, um, and then I also could be assisting uh, with like the Morelli brothers photographing Kylie Jenner or oh, yeah. like, you know, Time Magazine cover with Brian doing digital tech work. Uh, Who was on the cover? It was the, the new Lord of the Rings cast. Okay. Uh, Amazon just dropped a bunch of money to revamp that show. Huh. I'm not a big Lord of the Rings guy, yeah. but um, came in, got a day rate, did some photo work nice. and hung out with some cool people. And That's pretty chill. Um so photography is a pretty mixed bag um i think even just like sitting down for this and talking to you and you're like do you have any like skate projects you're working on like i i do need to spend some time and and maybe like circle back and focus on that and like get away from just the like little, filming a little little insta, follow up little follow yeah. up vid to to the progress type, do some type thing. some personal work and mix it up with something maybe you're doing shooting on film or like a 16 millimeter do do something like yeah, a little different than just. I actually that. just uh, was out filming with a buddy, and we ran into the buddy Tom, which good friends of Blotto. Shout out Tom Blotto. Um, and Tom just had his like film camera, and he's like, "Yeah, hey, let's just go shoot a couple portraits right, cool. right here, right quick." And it was just like been probably five years since anyone was like shooting me with film. And yeah, I'm like, oh, this go. is kind of cool, you know. It's, it's circling <laughs> back for sure. Yeah, um, it's pretty sweet. Uh, well, we'll have to get out and try to push around. I'm still. A little injured, but be cool to get out and fucking. I know. Is your knee coming uh, together or what? I know you had some knee problems. It's not great. Kind of yeah. just keeping it mellow. I luckily have done pretty well on the injury side of things. Um, yeah. I keep it low key. I do the same five tricks. That Ledges, I, I know how to switch do. back tails, <laughs> some crooks. We'll put together a switch back tails super reel for this. <laughs> yep, you got quite a few of them. No um, doubt. So I got my go to, and I just. I keep doing those tricks and I have fun with it. Yeah. What's, uh, how have you seen like the skate scene change over the years? Like, I mean, that's obviously a loaded question, but like even just in LA, like, is it? I know. I mean, that's wild to think about. Um, I mean, you it's were... pretty cool to like, I went to the battle at the barracks recently and you know, Tom's been working over there for a few years now and he hit me up about it, and I remember you were there for one of them years ago. Uh, I don't. I went to the barracks a couple of times, but I never went you to didn't, the barracks. Okay, the okay, barracks. never mind. But like old OG barracks, PJ versus Paul Rodriguez. Yeah, the one Paul's wearing like a checkered red shirt. Yeah, like to me, like that little section of skateboarding right there is just. It's one of those things, I mean, it, whatever, it sounds so cliche, but you almost like don't know what you have until it's gone. Yeah. Like old barracks and like, and whatever, the new barracks just is amazing. Just that very stripped down, just like the way, you just sits you and the homie playing the game of skate. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I don't know, like, uh, now it's like skateboarding's changed, but it, it is, you could be, whatever, it's just one of those things, it's, it's constantly progressing and evolving, and mm -hmm. you can't try to control something or hold on you don't want to be the guy sitting there 20 years later holding on to the good old days of this whatever there's yeah. just these different time periods and 
and you got to go with the flow and it's like but like watching these two kids i don't even know who they were truthfully (laughs) like they weren't even on my radar and i'm a little more uh pulled back from skating these days like but they're just doing the most insane some of these like new up-and-comer guys i'm just like damn i haven't even heard of this remember when i went to i went to the barracks a couple times one time i went with you and jordan i think and cookie but another time i went with manny and dave b and that time i actually skated shout out manny and dave b my salt and pepper brothers uh, New England connections, yeah. But uh, that time I actually skated, and I was like, "Holy shit, this place is so slippery!" Mm. Like I just couldn't couldn't believe how slippery it was. Like I felt like I was skating pretty decent at the time, and I couldn't do shit. This there. is new barracks or old barracks? The right? new one. Yeah, yeah. I know. I remember the first time I went there. Like, whoa, this is a step up from from the little OG barracks. Yeah, it just felt like I was like a skating on an ice rink. Like skateboarding. On yeah, <laughs> I think they might have mopped the place up and done something about that, yeah. but it's, uh, it's Spe- a good spot. Speaking of the barracks and Tom Rohr, uh, he was here because obviously Jacintia is yeah, exactly. married and he came back, uh, I think it was earlier this summer and we got to go skate Winooski for a little bit. I know, that was cool. Uh, I saw some of those clips for sure. Tom doing like some laser flips and whatnot over switch at Winooski. Back, switch back three flip on yeah. flat for the little barracks contest, so that was cool. Um, but yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude. He started just as an intern at the barracks, and over time, I mean, he's really running the show uh, f- from a standpoint of, like, social media over there. He does all kinds of, like, graphic design and all their social stuff, and so he's really looped in over there. Hell yeah. Um, well, I know you're only here for a few days, so we won't keep you for too long, but uh, next year will be the 10th anniversary of A-Dog Day. I hope you can actually be here for yeah. that when you come back. So I know you got a quick little in and out this time, but it'd be uh, good to have you back for that. Yeah, it's always a good time over there for that. Um, yeah. And uh, if there's anyone you want to give some shout-outs to or anything before we... Yeah, I mean, I think here. the entire uh, Burlington skateboard scene, you guys know who you are. There's some guys I haven't even met yet. Um, who's the taller guy? Got some tattoos. He rips. Um, I don't know. But my OGs, you know, Cookie, Jordan... Um, Local guys, yeah, those are my my two OGs right there. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Stam A Bear. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of good talent that comes out of Vermont. Yeah, we're yeah. we're nestled up here, but we miss you. Around. You know, glad you come through. Yeah, for I'm hyped to man. come by and chat. And you know, I'm not usually in front of the cameras doing podcasts, but this has been fun. Yeah, appreciate absolutely. you guys. Yeah, no doubt. We'll Travis, share. the true OG, right here. Hey man, it's been a pleasure. Uh, one of a kind guest, Mr. Chris Widow Whitaker. I feel like there's so much more we could go over, like get in depth on stories, but I think this was a pretty good uh, well, we'll first run. We'll have you back, yeah, and that's yeah. and that's what I always tell people. It's like. You know, there's no way we're going to break down an entire life or even an entire relationship or any of that, you know, one hour as golden as it may be. Uh, But yeah, I appreciate you guys listening. This has been cool. Um, Check out wittaphoto.com or uh, just wittaphoto on Instagram. Sweet. We'll put up the links. Dig through maybe like some old silent videos. Uh, Check out Cut and Dry by Buckman. That was basically all the old silent footage. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of good stuff out there. That's what's up. Mr. Chris Whitaker. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, much love. Good stuff. Hell yeah, G.